Welcome to the Sex and Astrology Podcast. I'm Brandy Joy, your host. And today we're talking about your 2024 horoscopes. And I am actually focusing on you, Libra, right now. So this is for Libra rising, Libra sun, or Libra moon. All of those work. This would be the most accurate for Libra rising. But if you're a Libra, you're in the right place. So let's go jump right into Pluto and Aquarius. All right, so Pluto um, is a long transit, right? It takes about 20 years to get through a sign. And so it's been in Capricorn for the past, since 2008, right? So Pluto, the way it affects you is it transforms you, it changes you over those, you know, usually 20 years. And it, it will really make you do some shadow work in that area. So since 2008, you have had this going through your um, fourth house, I believe. And now it's hitting your fifth house. So yeah, Pluto is in your fifth house the next 20 years. And this shift has been starting already the past year. But right now, January 20th, 2024, it finally goes into Aquarius for you. So you're going to see, start seeing some of the effects of Pluto in your fifth house. Now the fifth house is all about romantic relationships, sexuality, pleasure, creativity, creative expression, also children. Okay. This is the house of creation. This is the house where you create and you have fun. It's your house of joy. And so Pluto is going to be transforming this house for you. It's going to be transforming these topics for you over the next 20 years. Um, it will be shifting back into Capricorn briefly um, from September to November of this year for a short term where you might see some of your fourth house stuff come up again, which fourth house for you is like, it's your home, your family, uh, your parents and things like that, your home life. All right. But fifth house, that's where Pluto is for the next 20 years for you. So you're going to notice that um, it, it can lead to some really deep transformations in terms of your creative expression. Uh, maybe artistic pursuits, um, hobbies, any type of self-expression, uh, the way you even, I mean, the way you present yourself, especially if you're somebody like me, where you put yourself on camera, right? So you're kind of performing, right? So creative expression, performance, putting yourself out there, expressing um, all of those things will be undergoing transformation and change to make you better. Okay, so intense romantic experiences can happen during this time with fifth house because this is the house of dating, romance, and sexuality as well. Um, I go, um, I know that some people are, are funny about, you know, which house is sex and stuff. But for me, uh, sexuality has to do with the fifth house, seventh house, and eighth house, and first house. So really, <laughs> um, the fifth house, though, has to do with your romantic stuff, your dating life, um, you know, um, it's the joy and fun in life, right? So Pluto in the fifth can be about, you know, transforming your romantic life. You might have some new beginnings in this area, you might have some endings in this area of your life. Um, and uh, that can be good, though, it can be like one of those times where, um, you know, you are going through a, you know, this like, experience where you're learning about yourself. You're learning like, what do you want in your romantic world? What do you like? What, what makes you happy? 
you know, how do you express yourself in your romantic relationships? Um, what, what things do you like in terms of joy and happiness in your life? And also this house is, has to do with your children as well. So if you have children, the Pluto transit can signify like powerful transformations in terms of your connection with them. Um, there may be a lot of um, intense experiences related to parenting, uh, related to um, your connection with your kids. And it could also be that maybe you end up having children or um, you realize, you know, that you do want kids or you realize that you don't want kids. So this is a house of children. Um, there could be all kinds of things in relation to your fertility, your children, your happiness, um, anything to do with, uh, yeah, your kids. So <laughs> your kids could undergo uh, some big changes and that will affect you, right, um, in kind of a, a direct way, really. You know, also, you could also uh, find out that you have some talents that you didn't realize before. Um, this is a house of talents and expression and artistic pursuits and stuff. And uh, yeah, this can be just like a whole new world for you in terms of, you know, uh, fun stuff. It can, uh, you know, it can, it can definitely make you do some shadow work in the area. So if there are issues in your romantic life or your children and connecting with them and stuff, that can definitely bring out the shadows and make you um, really face them and bring them to the forefront over these next two decades. It could be like a huge transformative area for you so that by the end of the two decades, you know, this house should be a lot better. This house should be... Um, really heightened for you. And uh, yeah, anyways, um, let's move on to Saturn, Saturn in Pisces. So Saturn, Saturn has been in Pisces since March of 2023. It will be there until May of 2025. So Saturn in Pisces is in your sixth house, right? So Saturn is the teacher. So all this year, you're learning things about the sixth house. So Saturn transiting your sixth house um, will bring about changes and lessons in related to your work, your health, your daily life, your habits, your routines, also your service to others. It has to do with service to others. It's a house of service to others. So if you are a healer or you're looking to get into some healing work or get involved in that somehow, all of a sudden like Saturn will, you know, really kind of make you disciplined and structured in that area. So it can make you a better healer. Or if you want to get healing, you could find a good healer, you know, or a teacher or something like that. Um, but it can definitely make you feel like you need to discipline yourself in this area. So this house has to do with your work and your service and your health primarily, right? So work, well, workplace, you know, you could Learn that you have to be more disciplined in that area, more responsible in your workplace, or create more a better system, right? Um, maybe uh, you need to time block. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you can develop a more serious and structured approach to work um, and focusing more on your long-term goals and your career advancement and stuff when Saturn goes through your workhouse, your house of work. So this transit uh, can definitely help you to get more structured in your daily routines, um, taking care of your health more. Um, if you are not taking care of your health, you could have some tests or challenges come up about that 
where it will kind of push you to be more disciplined and responsible in that area. And this is a house of mental and physical health. So mental health and physical health issues can come up for you. Um, but this, this uh, you know, teacher in your house of work and your house of, um, you know, health, it can definitely like make you almost like force you to adopt healthier lifestyle choices and um, establish better habits and routines in your life because it can be very testing. It can be very challenging. And so you want to really pay attention to this area this year. And you've probably already been affected by it for a little while now, you know, um, depends on different things going on in your chart. But this is a good time to develop professional skills, to work on your skill development for your profession if you do have one, or if you want to get into some projects and stuff, it's a good time to do that. Because Saturn really encourages you to develop your professional skills and become a master and an expert. So if you want to get certifications or training or education and skill development, like do it. Saturn in your six really will help you to be more detail oriented and more structured and, and more focused in that area. If you want to work more in service to others, this is a good time for you to start really focusing on that. And um, also it's good for time management, you know, learning how to balance your personal and your work life a little bit better. So it's healthier for you. And if you're not doing that, it will usually come up as a test or a challenge for you at this time. So just pay attention to 2024, your health, your work, and all of that skill development. <laughs> Let's talk about the eclipses. So we have two seasons of eclipses every year, right? And right now um, we had we had them going in October and we have um, some coming up in the end of March and April and then next spring in September, October. So these eclipses, um, we had we had one happen for you in your first house back in October of 2023. October 14th of 2023, we had an eclipse happen for you in Libra, which was your first house. And this is a new moon solar eclipse. So this is about new beginnings, a new chapter in your life in this area. And your first house is about everything. It's about your life path, your personal identity, your personality, your self-expression, your approach in life. And it can affect everything in your life. Okay. So this is huge when you have an eclipse happen in your first house. It's major for personal transformation and new beginnings. So in October, uh, October of 2023, your first house, your whole life was affected. And then also your seventh house is being affected, which is relationships and partnerships. So let's talk about that first house first, right? The first house represents yourself and your life path and your identity, right? So there's a lot of new beginnings um, happening for you in that area that can really get you going in terms of being who you're, you want to be authentically getting on your right life path with the right people. Um, it can make you reevaluate your goals, your priorities, your values, and become more aware and make better decisions. So um, you could have a lot of changes in your personal relationships during this time, especially if those personal relationships are very connected to you, like your personal identity, people that are really close to you. 
Um, and also you could just feel like you want to break free from things and just try something new. You could go through a spiritual awakening during this time and really start diving into your own spiritual beliefs and practices and connecting to your higher self. And also it can be about, you know, clarity in your life purpose. So if you have been unclear about your life purpose, um, this can really, really illuminate that for you. So again, the first chapter happened in October of 2023. And now coming up in March and April of this year, again, you're going to have a next chapter. So on March 25th of 2024, we have a full moon lunar eclipse in Libra at five degrees. So this will be a culmination point from October. So October, right? Um, you got you got hit in your first house, the eclipse again, coming up March 25th. It's going to hit you again. So whatever happened, go back to October and see how it happened to you. Did it affect your relationships? Did it affect your partnerships or did it affect like your life path? Did it affect your identity, your personality, your social, you know, your image, um, appearance, any of that? Next chapter starts in March. So the next thing that'll happen right after March 25th is April 8th. On April 8th of 2024, we have another eclipse. And that will be an, a new moon, new beginnings, solar eclipse in Aries at 19 degrees in your seventh house of relationships. So this will be changes in relationships and partnerships, the way that you commit and deal with them. Um, the way that you um, express yourself in relationships, um, you know, are do you have good boundaries in your relationships? This will be illuminated for you. And if something needs to come out or change, it will during this time. If a relationship needs to come to an end, it usually will during an eclipse, especially if it's in your seventh house. Or if it needs to go to another chapter, maybe um, now it's time to get married or maybe now it's time to have kids or maybe now it's time to have a serious talk about something. That's when things will happen usually is during that eclipse, especially with it in your seventh. So expect some things to shift for you in your partnerships and relationships. If you are single, then um, it could be a new chapter in terms of like now you are getting into a relationship or now you're realizing you want to, or um, maybe you're just realizing that you need to get better with boundaries and learn some things before you get into relationship. Right. Um, so this has anything to do with relationships and any of these things can be internal or external. So this could just be happening within you where you're coming to some realizations and stuff, or it could be going on externally in your world with your relationships. Okay, so that is um, April. And then we have another eclipse season happen in, in September and October of this year. So September 17th of 2024, we have an eclipse happening in your sixth house. Now, remember, we talked about Saturn in your sixth house teaching you about stress, health, work, service to others, skill development, right? Well, now you have an eclipse happening on September 17th in that house. So illumination right? This will be at Pisces, 25 degrees. It will be a full moon lunar eclipse. So illumination of realizations, um, you know, things coming out uh, that you need to know, um, changes in that area of your life. So if you're not paying attention to what Saturn is saying, that eclipse in September will definitely put the brakes on for you and say, hey, pay attention, right? So just be aware of that. 
And then finally, we have October 2nd to have their final eclipse at Libra 4 degrees. It's a new beginnings, new moon eclipse happening in your first house again. So a whole new chapter, the next level, the next chapter in your first house of your identity, your life path, um, possibly relationships, and everything will be coming into another chapter. That will be October 2nd. All right, so let's move into the final challenging aspect before I tell you about the good aspect. So um, the final challenging aspect will happen for you at the end of the year. And this will be from December 6th until February 23rd of 2025. So from December 6th of 2024 until February 23rd of 2025, we have Mars retrograding in Cancer and Leo. So this will be in your 10th and 11th house. Your 10th house is all about career and your 11th house is all about friendships and groups. So at the end of the year, beginning of next year, you're going to have this Mars retrograde. Mars retrograde is agitation. It is um, assertion, you know, asserting yourself. It, can, it's, it has to do with, you know, your power dynamics, your your control in your life. Um, you know, how are you asserting yourself? And so this retrograde will be about you reevaluating these things or dealing with agitation in these areas. Okay, so Mars will retrograde in your 11th house and your 10th house. Right, so when it retrogrades in your um, your tenth house, the tenth house is associated with career and public life. So it's not directly related to like personal relationships, but it can influence how your career ambitions impact your relationships. Right, relationships are at the forefront for you this year, and so um, it will be affecting you um, in terms of your public life, your career. So it will be you possibly like reevaluating this area, experience some frustration or agitation in that area. Um, And also it will be retrograding in your 11th house. Now this one is more about relationships because the 11th house is friendships and group associations. So you may find yourself reflecting on your authenticity and um, your social connections and stuff. Um, It could be that you know, you end up in a conflict or a tension with people in your group, your social group. Uh, so any underlying issues will come up during this time or is retrograding in your 11th house. So be aware of that. The, it's the planet of action. And then when it retrogrades, it's not happy. <laughs> okay. So it's in the house um, of your friends, your groups, and also your aspirations in life, your dreams and stuff. So you might experience some delays or frustrations in these areas. Um, You might have some setbacks in these areas, but just be aware that if you do start like an an argument with somebody or you get too snappy, it could end up being bigger than you think it would even be. So it's a good time to do a lot of meditation work. um, So that way you're not really reactive to people because it can be a longer term conflict if you do. So longer term conflict, meaning, you know, during this Mars retrograde, Um, when it's retrograding, it means that if things are an issue, the tensions and stuff, it'll kind of keep going. So it'll go a lot longer than you think it would. So just be aware of that. Um, And if you need to assert yourself in your group a little bit more, then this would be a time that you need to do it with a good, you know, tone and not in an agitated, reactive way. So just be aware of that. 
Okay, so let's talk about the positive. Okay, so from August 28th of 2023, past summer, right, until January 27th of 2024, this year, this month, Uranus has been retrograding in Taurus. So what does that mean? Well, Uranus has been going through Taurus, the sign of Taurus, for about five years. It has a couple more years to go. And Uranus in, is going to be in your eighth house, right? It's in your eighth house right now. As Uranus goes through a house, it will bring, uh, you know, like revelations up. It'll bring like, oh my God, I didn't realize this, like realizations. It'll, it'll bring out things that you need to know, or you need to change. Crisis can happen in that area. And so that's already been happening for you for five years in your eighth house of connections, your eighth house of sexuality, your eighth house of intimacy, shared resources, shared finances, investments. So Uranus has probably been either getting you into using technology and investing in finances, or it's been also maybe affecting your partnerships and relationships. Maybe you're realizing some things, maybe you're realizing some stuff about your sexuality, um, about your intimacy, about this area of your life, or even psychological stuff. This is the house of psychology. Um, but Uranus retrograding will make you feel stuck in that area. So since August, you've probably been feeling stuck in your eighth house. You've been feeling a little stuck, like, oh, you know, like this is just a frustrating area of my life right now. Not everybody, of course, but most people would feel this as it's going through there. But now, January 27th, it's going direct. Uranus finally moving forward, going direct. And so if you are feeling stuck in that area of your eighth house of intimacy and sexuality or psychological stuff, um, shared resources and finances, taxes, that kind of thing, inheritance even, if you have been feeling stuck, it's going to start moving forward for you. Yay. <laughs> and then a good thing is, Coming up in April, it will be joining forces with Jupiter, the planet of luck and opportunity and expansion. Woohoo! Finally, Jupiter is going to be coming into your eighth house and providing you some good opportunities, some good luck in the area. And it will bring about expansiveness in this area in terms of inheritance, shared resources, money, uh, deep connections, and psychological exploration. So if you want to do some shadow work, be a good time to do it if you wanted to. <laughs> so all of April, Jupiter will be joining Uranus in 2024. And that will be a really good thing because it can bring some really good opportunities and unexpected financial shifts for you. Um, investment opportunities, joint venture opportunities. Also, um, it can be really good for um, anything to do with sexual like transformations that you might want to go through. Um, if you need to go and, you know, get your mental health worked with, a good psychologist would be a great thing to have during this time. You would find a really good one if you were looking in April. Um, but it can definitely be unconventional with Uranus there. Um, so different types of things might come up. And also you might have some good breakthroughs in terms of your fears and your desires and liberating yourself and knowing what you want in life. Um, this could be a really good time to explore your emotional intimacy with other people. And um, if you 
might want to break free from traditional relationship norms, and this would be a good opportunity for you to do so. Um, this could provide a lot of opportunity and luck in that area. Um, but yeah, anyways, this transit encourages a lot of uh, change and freedom and exploration. Uh, so it's a really fun transit and it's in your eighth house of sexuality, intimacy, shared resources, finances. So you could have some good luck in that area this year, especially in April. All right. Um, but Jupiter will be going all year. Um, well, no, not all year, um, it, it, but it is going in through your eighth house until the end of May. Um, so you'll expect a lot of good stuff from now until then. Okay. All right. So if you'd like to download my free guide, I have a free guide on love and sex and astrology. You can go to my website, brandyjoy.com and check it out and download it there. Uh, let me know if you have any thoughts. I definitely love hearing from you all. And I will be doing an episode at least every week. So I will see you next week. Hopefully have a wonderful week.